You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 77 of The Music Room. In this episode, I will be discussing how to prepare for the last quarter of the year in your music room. Now this might seem kind of crazy that I'm already talking about the end of the year, but here in Ohio, our last day is in the end of May. So for those of you who have a similar calendar, you are likely coming up on the last quarter of your year. But even if you go to school until you know, the middle of June or whatever, it's still good to think about kind of how to wrap up the year and how to plan for your lessons. So I have five ways that will help you prepare for the last quarter of the year. Number one, reflect on what your students have learned this year. And this could be concepts, skills, projects they've done, you know, whatever. I will go ahead and give you an outline of what my students have done so far this year. And, you know, keeping in mind that because of COVID-19, a lot of us are quote unquote behind, although we really should stop saying that word. You know, we are where we are, but this is where my students are. So with kindergarten, they are on track. They have learned loud, quiet, fast, slow, same, different, steady beat. We've gone over four voices and now we are preparing rhythm and high and low. With first grade, they have learned ta and titi, quarter and eighth notes, as well as so me. And this is just a basic overview. We've done lots of other things, but if we're looking at kind of like the major concepts, this is what they've done. Second grade, they reviewed ta and titi at the beginning of the year, and then they learned quarter rest and two beat meter or two four. And they were practicing so me at the beginning of the year, and they have since learned la. And we also did a project for music for special occasions where they were able to choose a special occasion and then choose songs from a playlist to add to their like party playlist. And that's been a lot of fun. All right. So for third grade, they again started off the year with some review and have since learned Ticka Ticka or 16th notes. They were practicing So Me and La at the beginning of the year and now they have learned Do. And we were doing a different project with third grade where kind of like a PBL project-based learning project where they were brainstorming ideas for a musical invention and that's also been fun. With fourth grade, they've learned T-Ticka or one-eighth to sixteenth notes. They've also learned Ray. They started the year knowing So Me, La, and Do, so I taught them Ray. And we have also done a PBL project for instruments. It's really for like listening and instruments of the orchestra. I actually have the project in my TPT store. It's called Let's Go to the Symphony, and I can link to that in the show notes. But pretty much it's kind of similar to what I was talking about with second grade, where they're listening to a bunch of music and deciding which pieces they want on their playlist. So they decide on a theme for their symphony orchestra concert and then decide which pieces they're going to have on their concert and then also like produce their own printed program and yeah it was a lot of fun. And then with fifth grade again started off the year with review and they have learned Cinco Pa, also known as Tita T or whatever you want to call that eighth quarter eighth and they also learned Lola. And they have been working on a few different projects throughout the year, but um, the one they've worked on the most, we've been calling our Music Monday project. Again, similar to the other projects, but for this one, they listened to some playlists that I put together and chose some songs and responded to why they liked them. And then were able to suggest songs for me to put together a playlist and they're all school appropriate songs. So I had to listen to some songs and, you know, do some research to make sure they're all school appropriate. And then they've 
they've been writing morning announcements. They've been doing some research and, and writing morning announcements, you know, with some fun facts about the song and the artist and, and whatnot, and also putting together some Google Slides where they, you know, create a Google Slide about the song and the artist. So that's been a lot of fun too. So that's what I've done. So I think it's great for all of us to just think about, okay, what have we done this year? And likely it's a lot. So hopefully this step will make you feel better just having that perspective of like, wow, look at all the the things that we've done in music class. All right. And then the second step is to reflect on what you'd still like them to learn. And you might think of this as like, what is the bare minimum you want them to leave the year with? And then if you do more than the bare minimum, great. But if you can get to that bare minimum, then you can, you know, kind of wrap the year up knowing that they have learned what you wanted them to learn. In my district, we have something called PLDs, which stands for performance level descriptors. And these have been really helpful. The idea of the PLD is it's pretty much like by the end of the year for first grade, this is what we want the students to be able to do with performing. This is what we want the students to be able to do with reading and writing. You know, all of the strands we have reading slash writing, performing, creating, responding, and classifying. And those categories may be changing because the state of Ohio is coming out with new music standards, but that's what they are right now and having that document that I can look at and go, okay, by the end of the year, this is what all of the students should be able to do in each of these categories is super helpful for figuring out what do I want them to do by the end of the year. You may have something similar in your district. You might not, but if you do, I would go ahead and open those documents up and look at them because it can be really helpful for figuring out where your students are going. So for me, with kindergarten, I need to present rhythm and high versus low. With first grade, I need to teach quarter rest, and I just would like to do more instrument playing on barred instruments specifically, putting together some ORF arrangements where, you know, they're singing and playing in instruments. With second grade, I need to teach them do and ticka ticka, again, more instrument playing. With third grade, I would like to teach them half note and ray, again, more instrument playing. Fourth grade, I want to teach them ticka and lo la, so you kind of see a pattern here. There's like one rhythmic concept I still want to get to and one melodic a concept I still want to get to so hopefully I can get that done and then I want to do ukulele with fourth grade then the colleague that I co-teach with he's the other music teacher at my school we did a ukulele club kind of near the beginning of the year and that was a lot of fun but it was like a before school kind of deal so I would like to do it during my music classes and I've just been busy with all this other stuff that I've been doing that I'm like oh my goodness the students need to play some ukulele so then with fifth grade you know with fifth grade because they are leaving me and they're going to middle school school, I often will just kind of be like, okay, this is fa and this is tea. And now let's sing it. And now let's sing some songs with fa and tea. I don't do this huge preparation process for it because they're leaving me and I want them to know fa and tea before they go to middle school. And also ukulele. So that's kind of a basic overview of what I would like to do with each grade level. And you know, I'm not going to be quite on track with kindergarten through second grade. They are, if I can get to all of that, they will be on track, but grades three to five are still not quite there. And that's okay. Which leads me to my next point. Number three is to remind yourself that this year was not normal. It's okay if you didn't get to everything. And it's okay if the students are not quite on track. And it's even okay if they don't get to the bare minimum that you want to, because even my bare minimum was kind of ambitious. (laughs) But I'm going to try. So, you know, just do your best to get them where you need them, but also like meeting them where they are is so important. So if let's say with my third grade, I want to get to Ray and I realize they're not quite there yet, then I'm just going to save it for fourth grade. That's okay. You know, just kind of keeping that in mind is 
really helpful. And then number four, think forward to next year. How can you prepare them for the following year? So maybe, you know, at the beginning of the next grade level, you know that you're going to be presenting a different rhythmic or melodic concept. What new song literature can you teach them now so that when they start next year, they're ready to prepare that next concept? Or if you want them to learn an instrument like the ukulele or the recorder or whatever the following year, what can you do now to kind of introduce that? Or even like, let's say with recorder, let's say you want next year, you want the students who are in third grade in fourth grade, you want them to play recorder at the beginning of the year. Maybe you could do some note reading on the treble clef staff with them now and teach them about the lines on the treble clef staff and the spaces and whatnot, just so that they are prepared for that when they get to the following year. So just kind of think through that. That's really helpful. And then number five is asking yourself, what have the students asked for? Because, you know, students often have like their favorite activities that they absolutely love and they keep asking for. For example, my kindergartners keep asking to play Frog in the Middle, which I don't know if you know the game, you might know the song, but the song is Frog in the Middle, can't get him out, poke him with a stick and stir him about. And then you repeat that. But the game, I have this little stuffed animal frog. This actually, I used to do Lucy Lockett for Loud and Quiet, but because that's problematic, that song is problematic, I replaced it with Frog in the middle. So it's a similar game. It's like you, I have this little stuffed animal frog and a student hides it somewhere in the room. And then another student looks for it. And the closer they get to the frog, the louder we sing without shouting. And the students really love that game. So my kindergartners have repeatedly asked to play frog in the middle. They've also asked for grizzly bear. So I'm going to make sure I have some lessons with those two songs in them. So just thinking through each grade level and what have the students asked for, you know, what can you bring back and what games can you play just because they're fun and because the students have asked for them, right? What instruments have they enjoyed playing? What projects have you done that have been really successful that you could, you know, maybe bring a similar project to them that you know they would also love because it's similar. And you might even just like plan for a free choice day. I used to do that every quarter, pretty much, I would, the students would like earn points and they would get a free choice day. I don't quite do that now. I've kind of implemented more of like, you know, I'll have like 10 extra minutes in a lesson and I'll let them choose kind of thing um, every now and then. But on my last lesson with them, I always do a free choice day. And it's even better if you can take them outside if, you know, if you're in a climate that allows for that. So on my last day, hopefully if it's not raining, it will be warm enough for us to go outside and us to play some games together. So, you know, just thinking through what the students have asked for, what do they love? Like I said, maybe plan for a free choice day or something like that. I've also found it really helpful. There are a few different ways you can do this, but I found it helpful to have like an outline of here are my lessons by grade level for the rest of the year, just kind of like a bulleted list. So it doesn't have to be like exactly what I'm doing in every single lesson, but kind of an outline. I have done this in Trello and was enjoying that. And I actually have a video on Instagram or TikTok or both that I can link to that shows my lessons in Trello. But then I saw Katie, who sometimes co-host the podcast with me. She took a document that I actually put together for my center's course and she tweaked it for long range planning so that it included more than just centers. And she did this in Google Sheets. And then she, you know, she had like these columns that were like, you know, rhythm, melody, other skills, books, whatever. But then she color coded by month. So just like at a glance, you can see what am I doing in April? What am I doing in May? That kind of thing. And then each tab was a different grade level. So if you can kind of think through like what platform would be best for you, that kind of just depends on the way your brain works or what tech 
tool you're comfortable with. Yeah, Trello, Google Sheets, even just a Google Doc with a bulleted list could be helpful. And if you use a tool like Planbook, I have a blog post about Planbook that I can link to in the show notes. But Planbook is awesome because you can put in all of your PD days and days off and that kind of thing. And it will show you, you can kind of look through for the rest of the year and see how many classes you have left with everybody. That was really helpful for me to be able to see that, especially because I'm on an ABCDE rotation. And so with snow days and stuff, like it'll jump, we'll get to see the kids, but on the next day. And so being able to keep all of my plans together. And then, like I said, being able to see in until the end of the year has been really helpful. So whatever tool you use for that, just having an outline of here are the lessons that I still want to do. And here's when I'm planning on getting to them, even if you don't do it exactly like you outlined, just having that align is is really helpful. So I hope that was helpful for you to listen to how to prepare for the rest of the school year. And now I'm going to talk about what I'm consuming. Right, so it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure, but I think any musician can appreciate this. There is a game show called I Can See Your Voice. I don't even know what it's on one of the major networks. I don't remember exactly which one off the top of my head, but it is really fun because they'll have celebrities on there and then and they're like kind of like the judges or uh, I don't know the participants. I don't know, but they have judges on, or they have the celebrities on there and then they have people who may or may not be good singers who are lip syncing either to their own voice or to someone else's voice. And as you're watching, you have to pretty much figure out like, do you think that this person's voice could actually the voice that you're hearing in the recording could actually come out of that person. I feel like I'm pretty good at it because I'm looking at like their breathing and the like shape of their mouth and that kind of thing. Like I think as musicians, we're a little bit more equipped to kind of be able to see, you know, look at that kind of thing and see, does it look like they actually could be singing that or could be singing along with a recording of their voice or whatever, but it's really fun. So kind of a guilty pleasure, but also as a musician, very fun to watch. So it's called I Can See Your Voice. All right. So I hope, like I said, I hope that was beneficial to you and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Happy teaching.